0: Welcome to another episode of Women Who Startup Up Radio. I'm Lizelle Van Vieren. And I'm Krista Morgan. And today we're talking to Emily Schrom, who's the founder of Unleashed Fitness. She's on a journey of self-discovery. She's taking her service business and turning
1: it into a wellness empire. Emily is a very is very vibrant. You know, you just you notice her when she walks into a room. She's a good example of someone who loves her work. She carries herself with confidence. You know, she's the sort of person that when you see her, you're like, who are you? And I want to be friends with you. That's what I that's what I thought when she first walked in. (laughs) Stay cool. Um, (laughs) Emily is building quite the empire. She's got merchandise. Corporate wellness programs. Superhero Superhero challenge. challenge. 21 Day Superhero Challenge.
0: The MPAC. She's a nutritional therapist. There's a lot happening. Yeah. I mean, Emily is hungry to learn new things constantly. I, like, love what I do. Like, from
2: the bottom of my heart, I could work 70 to 80 hours a week and not feel like I'm working and know that I'm excited to wake up and create something else and to be able to create things for me creativity is just such oh, its so powerful to happiness it's like such a key to our happiness and so when I am creative it's because I'm happy and when I'm happy I'm creating I always say my brain is on fire right now uh, it's just a, it's so fun the next thing you know you're becoming an inventor I invented a backpack that's so crazy I invented something <laughs> So I'm from Missouri. I was born and raised in a very small town. I went to Mizzou. I, you know, had like my life goal of being a veterinarian planned out in front of me. started working as a waitress and at Starbucks and I realized I did not like college so much and I was kind of frustrated with the process. And while I was working at Starbucks, I was approached by someone that offered basically an audition to a reality TV show, which was something I wasn't a fan of at all. I did not, ironically, my dad actually blocked MTV growing up, so it was like something I had no experience with whatsoever. I was frustrated with the position I was in. In Missouri, I wanted out. I lived a very sheltered life. I didn't know much outside of Missouri, had never been on an airplane, and hadn't seen the ocean, and I just wanted to experience life, and so I went for it.
0: As a young person, Emily found herself in some dark places at some dark moments in her life. And that's when she began on her journey for self-discovery. Growing up, I've always had certain health issues,
2: right? So I had stomach issues, I've had um, skin issues, I've been put on a lot of medications because people didn't know what was going on, so that's just what they do, (laughs) put you on a medication. I was an athlete growing
0: up, but never felt like I was comfortable in my skin. Emily goes through trying a ton of different types of diets. I
2: struggled with eating disorders. I I think I was on Jenny Craig at like the age of 12, you know, like even, you know, against my mom's wishes, of course, it wasn't like she supported it. But I was just very much always wanting to be a different person and look a different way.
0: It's the comparison struggle we all have within us.
2: I think all of us, we have, you know, these pictures or these thoughts in our heads of what is... Perceived, I don't know if it's perceived beauty or if it's the certain way we want to look or feel. And so when you think about what is that picture for you, a lot of times it's another person, right? So you are constantly looking at others and comparing yourself to others, which is just an awful place to be in.
1: It's funny, although like a lot of the women that you see who are being put on the cover of the magazines, who are being held up, like a lot of them are in fact extremely attractive and it's rare to see you know, what I would ter- term like kind of very normal looking women, you know, being promoted.
0: We associate being very polished and very beautiful with being very successful.
2: I was frustrated with the fact that. When I was in Missouri, no matter what I was doing, even if it felt like it was the right path, there's something missing. Emily came to Colorado to snowboard. So I'm a very driven person. I think I've always worked. I've always had a goal. um, And I realized that you know this is something I want to be really good at. I'm just competitive. I I don't like sucking at things. And so, of course, that just meant getting a job here and moving to Keystone, Colorado uh, at Starbucks and becoming a snowboard bunny.
0: She ran from Missouri, tried to find herself, ends up on the side of the mountain and goes, I'm still unhappy. I went to Colorado to kind of run away from things
2: and realized even though I was in the most beautiful place in the world and doing something that
1: anyone would be envious of, living on a mountain, I still was very unhappy. So Emily is in Colorado. She's snowboarding, and she just feels like there's something missing. There's a combo of things. I didn't like how I felt physically. I
2: felt just gross and I I know, you know, I can't say that I was overweight because I wasn't, but I wanted to be fit and I wanted to feel like an athlete and I realized I completely lost that. And then I did these challenges off of the real world and I thought I was fit. I was an athlete growing up and some of the tasks they had me do that I thought would be no big deal. I was like, these are kind of hard. <laughs> these are way harder than I thought. And so all of a sudden I am unhappy with my body and now I have this this thing of I want to be fit and I want to make life happen for myself
1: and be finally happy with who I am. She wants to make a change, make a permanent, you know, life change so that she can feel better. I really think
2: for me it was finally accepting who I was and just making sure that I knew that I didn't want to be Jillian Michaels. I wanted to be Emily Shram and I wanted to look in the mirror and be like, wow, Emily Shram, you look awesome today.
0: Emily makes a commitment to get fit.
2: I had to have this moment where, you know, regardless of where I am, if I don't fix who I am inside and what I'm unhappy with when I look in the mirror, this is always going to be with me.
0: You can't run away from the shit that you struggle with inside, by the way. You can't fucking run away from it. You got to just face that shit. Agreed.
2: I knew I had to change it. It was like, I got to do something. What do I need? How do I do this? I begin now. I knew that the gym was a place to get that started. So I went to the Silverthorne Rec Center every single day. I went to Target and I just picked up everything I could on fitness and nutrition. And I, you know, researched and read and learned how to eat and just became fascinated about food. And I think for me, finding out what food wasn't reacting well was very powerful in my transformation. So even when I was getting into the gym at Silverthorne Rec Center, and I had already made the commitment to eat healthier and be a better version of myself, Um, there were still pieces missing because I was still trying to figure out what diet was for me or, you know, I probably tried at least five uh, in six-month time because I was so desperate for some sort of change.
1: Emily goes to get fit and realizes that being fit isn't the goal, but just being in control of her life is what's important. I knew that regardless
2: of what I was doing, the change felt so good. I was addicted to just starting and being proud of myself. Like, you know, when you're about to start a diet or you're you're maybe on day two of some change that you are making for yourself and you say no to a cookie or you say no to a glass of wine, that's very empowering to be able to be like, wow, I just took a little control back for myself. And that's what it felt like. It felt like I was finally getting – even if I wasn't where I wanted to be physically, I, I knew that there was changes going to happen and it felt really, really good. It felt like it was a different thing than any of the other things I had ever um, started and not
0: finished. Her research, her work, her physical fitness, in fact, finally confirms for her that, oh, this is exactly what I've been missing most of my life physical fitness correlates with mental wellness. Learning, um, wow, like if I actually take this food group
2: out or if I realize how certain foods respond in my body and in my system, health, health issues I've been dealing with since I was six years old are gone. And now not just that has healed, but my brain is working at a different level and I can finally feel like myself again, regardless of where I live.
0: We'd like to thank Habitat for being a Women Who Startup Radio sponsor.
2: My name is Brad Todd. I'm the founder and designer of Habitat. I don't have a defined process. It varies from project to project, you know, mind mapping, wireframing, sketching and then all these iterations building up. Sometimes that's appropriate and sometimes I do that. But you know, I really design on feel. So sometimes I feel that that process should be drawn out and very step-by-step. Step. Sometimes the ideas just start coming and I just skip everything and start designing and it works out awesome.
0: We'd like to thank Habitat for being a Women Who startup radio sponsor. You can learn more about Habitat at hellohabitat.com. I had
2: hit something because I was seeing things change in my body and my mental state of this, being very unhappy with who I was, all of a sudden switched. And I was like, wow, I really like
0: the person I'm becoming. I took responsibility for what I do have control of, which is if I want to be healthier, then let me start with food, and let me start with fitness. For me to
2: find that happiness wasn't because I was actually a more fit person, or not
1: because my body composition changed. The scale doesn't say what I feel when I'm in the yeah. gym, because yeah. I'm like doing all this stuff at the gym, and I'm like, look how much stronger I am. Mm-hmm. It was because I
2: took the control back into my life. And even if my body didn't change, I said, this is on me. And this isn't on anybody else. There's no excuse. I can do something about it, or I can't. And when I went to the gym every day. It was this mental transformation of oh my gosh, like I really am a strong person.
1: I can I can work hard. I can see some results. Happiness is not about the goal. Happiness is about the journey, about getting a little stronger every day, a little more confident every day. It was that feeling of this is my life and I'm in
2: control of it. And I don't think there was anything else that gave me that power. And so that mental transformation is kind of what inspired the whole Unleash Fitness idea that you can unleash your own superhero. You don't wanna look like anybody else. You just wanna be the best version of yourself possible. And I think when people realize it's an inner change more so than an outer change, they can find that happy
0: place a lot quicker. Her self-discovery with wellness and fitness became very clear that that's also her passion and the work that she wants to do for others. I had felt this feeling of invincibility
2: of, wow, like I just took a very unhappy Emily and became a very happy Emily. I unleashed that kind of thing inside that made me feel like a superhero. I wanted other people to feel that. There's so many people that don't feel good in their own skin and it's so heartbreaking.
1: Once Emily realized she wanted to help other people, you know, sort of be their best self, she knew that she wanted to become a personal trainer. I didn't know quite where to go, except I knew
2: that I had to I had to hustle, and so I moved to Denver. Emily tried to get a job at 24-Hour Fitness. They didn't even hire me right away as a front desk person. I mean, I got, like, kicked out of there. They are like, sorry, we don't need a front desk person. I'm like, I don't even want to be a front desk person. I want to be a personal trainer. They're like, you're crazy. You can't just, you know, you can't just do that. And I knew
0: I couldn't do that, and so I started washing dogs um, at shampooch. All I want to say is Emily started her journey by washing dogs, and washing dogs— it was an honorable job. And then she tried again and again. Went to another 24-Hour
2: Fitness, and I was like, "Can you? how do you not have anyone that, can't you hire a front desk person? Like, I will do anything. I will check people's fingerprints. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, hire me. <laughs> Finally, someone was like, okay, we'll hire you. So I worked, you know, 5 a.m. I hated it, but I knew that it was the only way for me to get the information I needed to,
1: okay, how do I become a trainer? There were no shortcuts. She actually went out and you know laid the groundwork yeah
2: there's so many ways to do things and so i wanted
0: to be the best trainer out there. She committed to joining 24 Hour Fitness for at least a year to become experienced, to become an expert, to get the clientele, to know the body types before she went out into the world and started her own company. I knew
2: still this is where I have to learn the most. I'm going to have clients fed to me through the system even though it's not a great system. I can learn different body types. I can learn about different people's reactions to different styles of training, you know, when to push with somebody and when not to push. And having that kind of empathetic training style makes you a very good trainer. And so you just need to be experienced. And so I knew I had to at least do a
1: year at 24-Hour Fitness before I did anything on my own. She sincerely wanted to believe in everything that she preaches by doing it first, by living it first.
2: If you are not 100 percent into what you're saying. If you don't believe it, if you don't preach it, if you don't, you know, swear by it, then don't do it. I think that it's like, oh, wow, health and wellness. I'm into that. Let me do it. But you got to find the place where it it lights you up. If it doesn't light you up and change who you are and really make you yourself a better person, then you
0: cannot expect to send that message to other people and have them buy it. So Emily is very passionate about truly understanding her clients and helping them on their journeys of self-discovery. I think part of it is this competitive spirit
2: that I have that I, I seriously do want to be the best trainer and have um, the best knowledge out there for people that come to me. So when I was starting as a personal trainer, I wanted to figure out for every single person what it was that Worked and what it was that didn't, and realizing very quickly it's very different for every single person. Um, but that connection and learning that you can't just give somebody a nutrition and workout program, you have to dig deep emotionally and figure out what their goals are, what they really are doing it for. So it was a lot of trial and error, but I, I just love connecting with people on a different level and finding out what really makes them tick, what's really going to make it work for them.
0: We'd like to thank P2BI for being a women startup sponsor. Kristen Morgan is the co-founder and CEO of
1: P2B Investor. When you go through growth, you're going to need some equity capital, and you're probably going to need some debt capital. And we are absolutely the debt side of that equation. P2BI is like an online bank that makes loans. And all of our money just comes from private individuals. It is really about just giving a business a line of
0: credit in a very efficient way. We'd like to thank P2BI for being a women startup radio sponsor. You can learn more about Krista's company at pwi.com. She wanted to be an entrepreneur. She went and got the experience. She built the clientele.
2: I knew I wanted to start my own business. I knew I wanted to help other people, and I wanted absolutely, absolutely to get out of 24 Hour Fitness. But that was very terrifying because I had no idea how people would perceive me, and if I had, if did I know enough? Was I studying enough? You know, had I been with enough clients? Did I have enough experience? And so I was kind of just holding on to the fact that, you know, okay, eventually I will. Eventually I will. And I think when you doubt yourself the most, that's when other people coming in is just so
0: pivotal in your life and in your career. It's really important to believe in yourself, but it is extremely empowering when others believe in you as well. My boss at 24 Hour Fitness literally
2: sat me down and he said, you do not need to work here. You need to, you need to start your own thing. Told
0: her he believed in her, gave her a nudge, whether that was mentorship or encouragement. It was exactly what we need when we're young and we're learning and we're trying to gain experience. And it just took a little bit, I
2: mean, that was a lot of bit of encouragement, but having someone say you can do this and someone that you trust and love and, or you respect in any way, and that's why the people in
1: our life are just so important when we do what we do. We aren't entrepreneurs in a vacuum. You know, we really need that you know, external support to, frankly, make it through all the shit we have to deal with. <laughs> People can come to entrepreneurship from a lot of different angles.
0: Some started out of pain. Some started started out of opportunity, like a gap in the market, right? We've talked about this a bit.
1: Emily came at it really from a, it, it was such a personal journey for her that just changed her life and then she wanted to share it
0: with others, it just made sense. She became an entrepreneur organically because what she was doing that was helping herself and started to help others started to create so much impact that it was growing beyond herself, right?
1: She'd already had some clients at 24 Hour Fitness, and the leap to going out on her own was not not huge. It was just a part of who I was. I felt like an extension of who I was because
2: it felt so natural, and I almost obligated, like, I am on this earth to help people learn about their body and learn about food. So for me, it wasn't a business as much as it was this is just a great way for me to connect with people, and I'm really grateful that it's also paying for my bills. Unleashed Fitness.
1: Unleashed Fitness. Unleashed
2: Fitness. I started right out of 24 Hour Fitness. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, I had no idea how to make money, so I just did Skypes and sold shirts, and that's how I started my business. And I realized pretty quickly I was regurgitating a lot
1: of information on Skype. There is a ton of, of health information available. We're inundated with it all the time. And ultimately, people have the same questions. What do I eat? Um, someone said this. Someone said that. Should we be paleo? Should we be doing Weight Watchers? Should we be, you know, CrossFitting or whatever it is? There's just
2: tons of diet information out there. And I want to make it accessible for all, all athletes and all beginners and all anyone who wants to work out should be able to work
0: out. So she's like, okay,
1: how do I take this to the masses? Just like how we took women who started up to a podcast Mm -hmm. to broadcast it beyond ourselves. It actually happened
2: when I went to Thailand, and I knew I had to have a program for my clients. I had just started Unleash Fitness, and I can't just leave them. So I wanted to create an online database where they could, basically, when I came home, I could just check. And even if I wasn't there every day holding their hand, they knew okay, in three weeks, Emily comes home and she's gonna have to see what I did. And that's how this 21 day challenge happened. I you know, paid $800 for a website. I had 20 of my clients sign up. I, and all of a sudden it was like this huge light bulb where I was like, why don't I make this available for the public and see what happens? So I launched it on Twitter and within, I don't know, two weeks I had it paid for. And I thought that was so cool that I made $800 online. My superhero challenge—it's very much let's get you strong, and I'm gonna push you.
1: Uh, We're gonna be safe, of course. It sounds very intimidating, CrossFit. It's not—you know—it's not too scary. But she wanted to create a program that would enable people to see results quickly, so they could stay motivated. The goal is to—you know—push yourself a little
2: bit harder than what you think you're capable of, because that's when that kind of "aha, I'm, I'm
0: awesome" moment happens. We're at the base of the mountain and we have this yearning desire to climb that fucking mountain, but we just don't. And like every day we're looking at it, we know we're capable of taking the first step to try it, but we, we don't. It's hard to
1: take the first step. I think when people don't take the first step, it's this fear of failure,
2: right? And they think this mountain is XYZ of happiness. But
1: what if that X, Y, Z of happiness doesn't come when they get to the top of the mountain? What if you get to your goal and then realize that that isn't in fact what you wanted? I think that's very terrifying for a lot of people to say, you know, I can always have this. If I do
2: this, I'll be happy. But what if I do this and I'm still unhappy? And that really hurts When you get to that top of the mountain and you realize, oh my gosh, I'm still not happy. I mean, I think it's just this vulnerability you have with yourself where you have to realize that it's much deeper than looking a certain way. And it's much deeper than being successful with a business. It's about your relationship with yourself. It's very much how we are with ourselves. And I think we are very hard on ourselves for for whatever reason, where that comes from. It could be how you were raised. It could be genetics. I mean, it just is. Sometimes we just beat ourselves up and that's the normal. It could be our society, you know, how we are constantly go, 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 and we don't give ourselves a break.
0: We're like, oh, it's all external. It's all external. In the meantime, it's all burning in here, right? It's all burning within us. But I think that the
2: first step is much easier to take when you also have the introspection that, you know, I'm working on myself, not looking at this mountain for an an answer, This isn't going to, you know, it's like a relationship. You don't get in a relationship to fix yourself. You don't get into a relationship to become a
1: better person. You are a good person, and then the relationship will flourish that way. And that's what she's helping people realize through these, you know, 21-day challenges. People assume, okay, day one, I start. I'm motivated. By day 21, I'm going to be
2: something, happy, uh, content with myself, a better person. And one thing that I really want to make clear is that when we can find out that it is within us, like I am happy with who I am today, not with who I am tomorrow. Even though I might want to be better at pull-ups or better at squats, I can still make sure that today I'm appreciative of who I am. This is way more about a mental transformation than it is a physical one. And that's huge for me and huge for my clients because they finally take a break, or I finally took a break from weighing myself and looking in the mirror and pinching my skin and wanting it to be gone or look a certain certain way. I was I started caring more about my performance and getting stronger. And the mental piece of that, of feeling like I am getting stronger and I am more capable, does not stop in the gym. It's, it's very much, I think, what's made me a great business person, because I know I can push myself Um, in different ways. And I, I am capable of things that I did not think I was capable of before.
0: Thanks to Steno for being a Woman Who Startup radio sponsor.
1: I'm Lindsay Strickler and I'm Rex Roberts and we are co-owners of Steno. When you are very early
2: stage, you're going after relationships, you're maybe new to the startup world, you need a quick and easy way to get access to the community. There comes a point where you're no longer in resource gathering, networking phase and you're like, I gotta, I gotta build now and I gotta deliver on all these things that I promised or that I told people that I was doing.
0: Steno is a little bit more tailored towards productivity in the forefront. You are awesome and badass at what you do, now here's where you're gonna come get shit done and deliver on what you promise to your customers. Thanks to Steno for being a Woman Who Startup radio sponsor. You can learn more at StenoDenver.com StenoDenver.com So Emily invents the MPAC. My superheroes, I call them my superheroes, my
2: clients, they were getting really strong and I loved it, but they were investing a lot of money in increasing weight. Because when you get a dumbbell um, or two and you're not sure how strong you are and you're first starting to lift weights, you don't know what size to pick. You pick maybe fives or seven and a half, maybe tens. So I was at the CrossFit Games watching. It was amazing, but I was going crazy because there was no hotel workout. There was nothing I could do. People were just you know, drinking and cheering on friends and family. And I was like, I have to, I'm going to go crazy if I don't work out or lift something. So I took a giant suitcase and I stuffed it with everything in the hotel room and I took it on the balcony and I just made this incredible workout. And it was my version of what has become the impact. When I had this idea, I was I was on the plane. I sketched it out. I drew it. I was like, this is going to work. I'm going to make this work. And then I realized, like, how do you take a picture? That's, I'm, a, And also, like, I have the sketch. Like, I am not an artist by any means. It's the d- most ugly thing. You won't ever realize that that's supposed to be a backpack. And I just, I knew in my mind it was this beautiful piece. And I just wanted it so badly to be a reality. Okay, well, how do I make a backpack? Trying to figure out. How to get something on paper to product is just a really big issue. <laughs> and my life is just so crazy how some things work out. I, I just have gotten very lucky. I've been very blessed with opportunity. I was so motivated. So I put on Facebook, I have an idea. What do I do with it? And someone said, Denver Startup Week is this week. The only class I could take was the next day. It was from idea to product. I was like, this is so crazy. Like, I, I almost started crying right there. It was just crazy. So anyway, I go to the Startup Week panel, met the right person. She hooked me up with a prototyper, this Mennonite lady in Conifer. And it was, for some reason, I got lucky with this lady. She, could, she can sew. She can sew very well. And she made it work. And we just kept doing it. I had about eight prototypes from her. We took it to this person, I took it to that person. I had a lot of designers back down. Um, a lot of people say, this is not going to happen. Uh, and then I finally found someone that said, I love your idea and we're going to make it work. So right here in Denver, the company is Hexhead Designs. They design amazing backpacks for a lot of different companies and they've never picked somebody small to work with. And for some reason they said, we really want to work with you and help you help you with this project. And so they helped redesign the backpack make it very durable make it what I wanted it to be a backpack that you can use anywhere you go which is at you know whether that's at your gym in your house or whether that's on the road when you're traveling I wanted to use water as weight so there's water bladders but when you are not using the water bladders they're empty and collapsible so it's just a backpack that you can take anywhere you go and now I'm about ready to go in manufacturing tomorrow which is just so cool (laughs)
0: Every time there's someone in that chair, they talk about how lucky they get. But you know, I'm a true believer in we create our own luck. And hard work is defined by good luck. And not being afraid to just put things out there.
1: Emily used Kickstarter to bring her idea to life. And her campaign was oversubscribed in three hours. I mean, that is amazing. So my goal is 18,000. It was one of those things where I didn't know what
2: to expect. I, I, you know, a lot of people say, just ask for a lot and see what happens. And I refused to do that. I just wanted to pay for the design and pay for my cost of my, you know, 20 prototypes that I had made so far. And I just asked for 18,000. And it was just, the response was really great within three hours. I mean, it was, there was lots of good tears that day. And I was just so grateful for the fact that, you know, people other than myself could see this is a good idea. That's crazy, you know. I think it's a great idea, of course, but for other people to think it's a great idea is a whole different story. So I
0: w- I was I'm still thrilled. I'm still a little in shock. <laughs> if we've been in the shoes, we we understand the game. We understand the playing field.
2: There's so many different avenues with health and wellness. There's the nutrition side, there's the fitness side, there's the travel on the go side, there's just loving who you are side. And I feel
1: like with who I am, I've been through a lot of those places and I want to be able to help other people do that. Emily is building a huge brand. In a way, you know, the success of her company comes down to amazing marketing and just sharing herself,
0: what she believes
1: in. The success
0: and momentum is her story. Her story is her brand, and that becomes the most powerful type of marketing.
1: Emily is really excited about what she's doing, and I think she's still in shock, actually, about how much she's done and how far she wants to take this thing. I've been in Unleash Fitness for over three
2: years, but the reality of... This is way more than just a fitness program and a nutrition program and kind of the reality of like, I am building an empire and I'm building a brand was, it didn't hit me until Kickstarter got funded in three hours. And I was like, oh my God,
1: what am I doing? The snowball effect has happened and her company is just getting bigger and bigger as she lets it, you know, grow beyond herself.
0: From nutrition to invention, manufactured right here in Denver, Colorado. It's pretty fucking cool you know what I mean? No. I think it's fucking awesome. <laughs> no, not a lot of people go beyond just their expertise. She's like, oh, well, I can make a fucking backpack. Can you imagine what she's gonna do next? Oh, I'm I'm gonna build the biggest gym. Okay. She probably achieve it. I just ordered a backpack. so Yeah.
2: <laughs> I really don't know where I'm gonna go. I am still figuring it out. I don't know what I want to. F- you know, there's lots of different pieces that I'm constantly trying to figure out. I am realizing very quickly there's. I'm going to have to hire a lot more people (laughs) to help me with it. I can't handle the emails. You know, there's, I have to pick and choose my battles and I'm still in the middle of that process. So it's a learning experience for sure, but I'm really excited about it.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Women Who Start Up Radio. We'd like to thank our team, our sponsors, P2B Investor and Steno Coworking Space. Our producer, Our Bassidy, and our engineer and co-producer, Allison Wrights. At Women Who Start Up Radio, we're writing women back into history by telling the stories of innovative, adventurous female entrepreneurs. It's time to put on those boots and keep climbing. There's just so much that comes from not just
2: keep climbing, but being okay with the fact that I can doubt myself is what has made me very successful. And I think I used to think that doubting myself was a bad thing, that I should always think that I'm gonna be successful and always think that I'm gonna get on top of the mountain. But what I found is more motivating is being okay with the fact that you are not sure what's gonna happen. And you might
1: fail and you might fall flat on your face,
2: but I'm gonna do it anyway.
1: You can subscribe to Women Who Start Up Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. We love to hear your feedback and your stories. Rate us on iTunes and let us know what you think on Twitter at at WWStartupRadio.